Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Nashville, it's time for Nashville Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nashville Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one. We've got Dennis Jackson with us. Dennis is the owner, founder of Work Solutions. Dennis, welcome. Hey, thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, so let's get right to it. Let's uh, give everyone an introduction to you and how you're serving folks out there. Yeah, um, our company's name is, like I said, is Work Solutions. We're based here in Nashville. Our client base is all over the U.S. Um, we focus on that small to mid-sized type clients. Part what we're focused on is that workflow. Our, our tagline is bridging the operational gap. And so typically companies are going to have some kind of operating system and some kind of accounting system. We help with all that stuff in the middle. Usually they're heavy users of Excel spreadsheets, sticky notes, um, emails, folders, and they're trying to figure out how to um, make that flow work more effectively. And, and usually it's, there's mul- multiple departments that have to be involved. And, um, I always joke things end up in the black hole. We help you get out of that black hole is what we do. Ah, now that's always a welcome, welcome thing, right? Um, yeah, well, well, before we get into some of the details of how you do that, uh, t- talk about your background and your journey, Dennis. Yes, and yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're selling work solutions, but you get the benefit of my background, which is very diverse. So um, if you think, if you look at where I've come from, I have an accounting degree um, and an MBA, but nowhere did I ever have IT experience per se. Um, it's really focused on that workflow and that operations. I started back in out of college working at Marathon Oil with Speedway Petroleum and um, had at some point, 50, 60 stores that rolled up to me on a retail side from there, um, went to work for 7-Eleven and moved to Dallas, Texas, and was in charge of um, gasoline operations east of the Mississippi. So I had about 2,400 operations at that point. And also we had inventory and regulations and all this stuff, and also then moved into buying crude oil and um, understanding that whole industry. From there, flipped and went to work for Frito-Lay. And Frito-Lay is probably one of the best process companies that I've ever worked for. Um, They look at ways to take steps out of a process to make it as efficient as possible. Um, And that was where I saw where companies that I had worked at and worked later on lacked that knowledge of just how to make things work and move more efficiently without um, impacting the customer and actually trying to impact the customer more in a positive way. From there, I went to work in Houston, Texas for Imperial Sugar Company and was in charge of purchasing there. Um, And we went down there to help a company try to avoid bankruptcy. What we learned quickly was you cannot help a company avoid bankruptcy. All you can do is help it go over the cliff and come out of bankruptcy. Um, And so, um, you know, and I could, we could do a whole story on that one. Yeah. From there, then we moved to Memphis, Tennessee, and I worked for uh, Union Planners Bank. And was it there again? So you think of that, that bank had about 3,500 locations um, and they wanted to create a central purchasing group. And so that was, again, putting that process in place and helping them figure out how to leverage their spend. Um, They were bought by Regions Bank and I ended up leaving there and going to work for a national bank of commerce, which then becomes SunTrust Mm -hmm. and was there for a short period of time. Mm. Then I moved to Nashville, Tennessee 
and went to work for a company called Healthways, which was a disease management company. So they helped people that had diabetes um, navigate through that. I was in charge of purchasing in real estate, and that's where I really saw all of my experiences in the background come to life and was there eight years, left there 10 years ago and started Work Solutions because I saw that um, I, at the time I was in charge of real estate and we were building a 400,000 square foot building as well as we had 10 locations around the U.S. And I saw all these construction companies living in Excel spreadsheet hell. And um, I found the software that I think works really, really well. It's tailored so that you can fit your particular company. You're not buying this box. And I used it at Healthways, left there, and then started the, my company to do the same thing and work with small to mid-sized companies to uh, get out of spreadsheet hell. You know, since you work with small, medium-sized businesses, I think there's a meme that goes on sometimes about that, that these big operational inefficiencies exist kind of primarily in bigger companies because they have all these legacy systems. I mean, union planters is a great example. They were a serial acquirer, right? And, and yeah, and they had all these, uh, different legacy systems from all these banks they had bought. Um, it, it really works the same way on a smaller scale for smaller and mid-sized companies, right? It does. Cause they're, they're usually using, um, on the accounting side, they're using QuickBooks. They've got some operating system. They probably have, um, if they're shipping things, they're probably using UPS or FedEx and they're having to keystroke that information. We find that a small business keystrokes the same information. So company name, contact address, that kind of stuff, anywhere from four to six times. And so our goal is to try to help you figure out where do you enter that the first time. And this is one step and then move it through there electronically by pushing that data to those other systems. Because what happens, I use Home Depot as the best example. Um, and I'm here in Nashville. You could have in one system, Home Depot, another one, the Home Depot, another one, Home Depot of Brentwood, and another one, Brentwood Home Depot. All four of the same things, but when you try to match those up manually, they probably don't match. And then you get frustrated that you can't get reports and information timely. Um, one system will say sales are... 300,000 and accounting will say, well, no, it's only 200,000. And it's because they're not looking at the same information um, in the same formats. And so we help do all those. And you, we ask you, you don't have to get rid of those other systems. We're able to pull that information and do the magic behind the scenes to save you all that time and effort and for your people up to be more productive. Wow. Now, Let's talk about what's lost, I guess, because of these inefficiencies. I mean, I know every company's different, every industry is different, but but what is what is what are small to medium sized businesses losing because they don't optimize their business processes? Yeah, so depends in different areas, but you've got um, one. You're probably spending extra labor on in areas that you don't need to that you can free your people up to be more productive and get out of some busy work. Um, inventory is a big one that we see a lot of times where you're carrying excess inventory because of the unknown. By having these systems connect, you have a much better visibility and can plan more effectively and in return, reduce that carrying cost. And especially right now with supply chain being disrupted like it is, um, we can, we've helped a lot of our clients avoid some challenges and issues there. Um, reporting is another big one. 
as a end user or the owner, a lot of times you're trying to get reports or information. And most of the time you're relying on things out of your accounting system. And I always say an accounting system is really a scale. So if I'm trying, if I'll use trying to lose weight as the analogy, um, stepping on a scale tells me how well I did. What we're trying to help you do is measure things prior to that. So think of it in the weight loss program. We're going to help you measure how much you consumed and how many times you exercise so that you know when you step on the scale that if I ran two miles every day and I ate 1,500 calories, I know I'm probably going to lose three pounds this week. So then it changes the analogy. You're not having to wait for data to tell you the result. You're, you're proactive because you're looking at, did I exercise? Did I eat properly? Switch that to your business terminology. Um, that's how we can help companies be more pro- proactive and see their data and see information more to help them make better decisions. I would think, Dennis, that a, a big re- re- piece of resistance, I guess, as it were, from uh, potential clients you talk to is, I'm trading the devil. I don't know what what ends up when Dennis and his team gets done with us, right? Uh, with the devil, I know. I mean, I, yeah, I don't like my spreadsheets, but hey, I, I'm 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 really jumping out on a limb to go down this road with you. How, how do, is that a common? Oh, yeah, a, I mean, yeah. In many many cases, our in clients weren't even shopping and weren't even looking for this and didn't even know that this existed. Mm. Most of our business comes from referrals. Um, people that have been in one company or seen it and told their new company or friends to say, Hey, you really need to talk to these guys because um, they help you bring it to life. And, and because we look at it from a business perspective, not an it perspective, we try to, to simplify it and keep it as user-friendly and walk you through the steps. Um, we'll do a thing called a whiteboard session and a whiteboard sessions where you're actually helping us understand your business, what forms you use, what reports you use, um, how do you communicate, all that stuff so that we can get a better understanding about your business. From there, we'll come back and, you know, it's an elephant. You've got all this stuff you want to do. We'll recommend find one small little thing that we can work together on and solve. And so that you can see the aha and the experience and how easy it is and how, what it does for your life. And then once you get it, then you can expand and go from there. Some say, Hey, that's all I want to do. That's great. Um, and the, and the real neat part about it is we're going to try to teach someone in your organization to fish and how to do this as well. And that's the other thing that's unique in that, um, many of our clients start with one application that we help build with them, but internally they've got someone that's been trained and then they can add apps at their free will. And at their, you know, they don't have to pay extra to have us do things. And, you know, it, it keeps our cost is not expensive in the first place. And right now for small businesses, there's also tax credits that can be used in many cases. Our clients are getting anywhere from 40 to 70% um, off the cost of what we do as a tax rebate that they can apply because there's R and D tax credits because workflows are in one of the um, incentive packages from the government. So it's another way that you can almost do this thing free of charge. Wow. Now that's the way to get the attention of every business owner is talk about free of charge, right? <laughs> Those magic exactly. words. <laughs> exactly. So, 
Um, and that, and that's a lot of them don't, you know, their accounting groups may not be aware of these tax credits. And so we'll provide them the links and they can, you know, fill that out. They'll know going in here, you know, here's our cost. you know, it's $3,000 mm-hmm. and then they, they can say, Hey, we can get, you know, $2,000 of tax credit. So they're only really out a thousand dollars on this particular project. Mm-hmm. And because we're working with small to mid-sized businesses, John, we'll also spread that cost over three, six months because we know for small businesses, cash flow can be a challenge. Mm. Um, and so we're in it for the long haul. We're not trying to, to sell them a software and then just be, have it hang on the wall and be done. We want to be with them long term and make sure they're using it and, and help them see the value. The other thing that they get from us, because we've got 85 clients on this tool with us right now, we were able to share best practices be across industry. So um, if you're in the same industry, we won't share that information. But if someone comes up with something new, so earlier this year, one of our clients and I figured out this OCR technology so they can actually receive their invoices and purchase orders through an email. The system now opens that email knows to scan it, puts that information into our system automatically, and then the workflows start. Saved him about four hours a week in labor of a person sitting there keystroking purchase orders and email information into a system to be processed. We've taken that information and that knowledge and shared it with some of our other clients as well, and they were beginning to roll that out to other ones as well. So that's the other benefit that you kind of become a consortium partner and we share best practices that you may not have and we'll even connect you with a lot of our clients and they talk to each other and learn and share with each other things that um, they can do with their business. Folks, Dennis Jackson is with us. He is the owner founder of work solutions. So Dennis, you mentioned it departments. Why is it, uh, if I'm a business owner, why wouldn't I just have my it department work on these challenges? The, the best analogy I can give is because um, I was always in operations. Usually the things we're providing are, it's not your core competency. And if you're a larger company, it wants to focus on that core competency things, the things that, that run the business and actually help you sell more stuff. This is usually workflows behind the scenes. And I would go to an it department in where I would work and say, Hey, I need this stuff. We get put in the pipeline and it might be, six months before they even can get to it. When they come back and ask me what I want, I'd forget what I asked for because I'd figured out how to do it in an Excel spreadsheet. And Excel spreadsheets are great, but they're only for one person usually. If you're trying to use collaboration across multiple people, you end up with multiple spreadsheets. People are trying to use Google Docs. First off, Google Docs are not secure, and Google Docs would not be something I'd want to build my business on. Um, so, you know, those are things there. The the other piece is the fact that we're 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 leaving software. We're really helping you with your business process. IT only can build what you tell them. Many times, our clients know their process, but they can't. They don't have it documented well, and so we're helping you document that and get it pulled together. Um, we have some large clients that actually use us to prototype concepts. And then after they've got a prototype, they will take it to their IT department. So here in Nashville, um, there's a department with inside Vanderbilt that we work with. They'll do that periodically where they'll build things here. And then six months, a year later, they'll take it to their IT department to replicate it. They found that it saves them half the cost of what IT would charge. 
and they get it right because what they thought they wanted and what they end up with usually radically looks different. Our cost is a lot lower than having those IT people build all that stuff who they're just building what you tell them, not trying to dig in to understand the business process. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, you know, this sounds um, pretty good, Dennis. I mean, uh, for my business, I'm, I'm a little concerned that I may be too small. I mean, what, 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 what are, as a, just whether I'm going to look to hire work solutions or not as a business owner, when do I need to be thinking about improving my business process flow? We've got some companies that are only a one or two person shop. Um, they're using it more for a CRM. Um, they've heard of Salesforce and they don't want Salesforce or can't afford Salesforce. So we can build a simple CRM form. That's a starting point. Our sweet spot usually is a company that's got five employees to 50 employees. Um, they're at that point, they're getting big enough that they're starting to have departments and different things happening. It's not just one person doing all the work and, but they, and they want to grow. Um, they're trying to, they've got people in the field or in different locations or they have to have collaboration. Um, COVID created a huge opportunity for us because now all of a sudden people are working remotely. And so we've got many of our clients um, have said that, that if they didn't have our tool, they would have had to stop operations during, you know, think of from last March to August of last year, big time, everybody was literally locked up at home. They were able to keep on working because they had these tools in place and the people could keep working and doing everything they needed. And they're finding now some are coming back but some are still working from home and um, we do podcasts as well. One of our podcasts was about working from home and technology and what's that going to look like in the future. Mm. Yeah. I want to get to your podcast here in, in, in a bit. Um, but you mentioned your tool. How, how much of what you provide Dennis is your own proprietary tool versus uh, maybe off the shelf apps that are available out there to, you know, connect some of these uh, distinct systems. Yeah. So we use a tool, we use Zapier as a way to connect to a lot of those tools. So in many cases they will have, like I said, QuickBooks, um, different systems already that, you know, we don't want, we don't need to replace. Mm-hmm. We find that niche where we, they need this analytics part and the things to do to match it all up. And then we connect it either with API, Zapier, or with an export import. Mm. Um, and each one of those has different price points. And that's why um, if they're trying to keep their cost river low, we'll do an import export. Um, Zapier has a little bit of price point. APIs are definitely the more expensive way. And that's part of that whiteboard session, just trying to understand where they're at. Um, some of them have systems. They love parts of it, but there's parts of it that just doesn't do everything they need. And so they're able to keep that current system, but we'll pull that data out do the things they need and then potentially push that data back into those systems. Others have systems that they, they hate completely and we can build it from scratch. Um, and so it just depends on where they're at and what they're trying to solve for. Now, when we were talking, uh, before we came on the air, you mentioned a success story that was striking, uh, to me. I'd love it if you could share that one with, with our listeners. 
Yeah, so we have, we have um, like I said, we work with a lot in the, the inter- interior design construction world is a big piece for us. But we have a lot of others. Um, but here in Nashville, there's a carpet company that we worked with. Um, they were um, about, they had about 50 employees and they were trying to do, they were going to try to build it in access. And, you know, they realized that the person that was going to be building, if they quit or got hit by a bus, they were going to be hosed because it's like, okay, who understands what he built and how it was working. And so they came to us, we went through a process. We started in April of that year. And by August of that year, we had it whiteboarded, built, tested, and they rolled it out. So fairly quick. Um, once they got it going and we ask up front, we use a thing called user stories. And so, and the user stories simplify it into business language and not techie language. Mm. And so we had all those listed. And one of them was that the owner, his stress level was at a nine and he was pulling his hair out. And his analogy he was a big football fan. His analogy was that every afternoon at three o'clock, they'd all huddle to, to talk. They'd all gather in the room, go through all this stuff dust would fly and that football after the dust would settle would move three inches or three feet like Ohio state would do over the, you know, under Woody Hayes. Right. Um, and he wanted to get out of that, that mentality. So fast forward a year later, he says his stress level now is at a two. He has all the information he needs at his fingertips. His salespeople are more productive and can see what's going on. His field service people are loving it back, back up. Initially, when they rolled it out, the field service people were probably the most skeptical of it. A year later, their comment was, we can't live without this. Don't take it away. Don't ever change it. We love it. It makes life so much easier. It solves all these problems that we didn't even know existed. Um, For them, their inventory was a big piece of their world. Um, They thought they were pretty good in their industry, that they were getting about 10 turns. When we got done, they were at 12 turns. A turn was about a, th- a million dollars a month savings for them. Mm. So they had a huge savings, just in inventory cost. Um, their revenue, well, Nashville was booming. They knew that their sales were going to increase. They equate that they got an extra 30% increase on top of that because of these workflow improvements. Um, one of the ones that we don't sell this as a reduction of labor but he also had four people leave over that year period. Um, and he found that he didn't have to replace them. He didn't go into, he never terminated anybody, but that they found that they didn't need to replace people. And then the other big win that he found was that he had two or three people that in his mind were tactical, low level. They really gravitated the system and now they've moved up in the organization and are doing much more than what, he never thought they could do because it opened the world to them to be able to do things differently and more productively. And I think, yeah, I think that's his proudest moment that he's helped other people grow within the organization. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you mentioned one piece of that story that involves a significant increase in revenue. And I think what most people think about uh, making the company more efficient is it helps make you more productive, reduce cost, what have you, but increasing revenue. Come on, Dennis. And so what it did was it freed his people up because they were spending so much time on busy work. Mm. It freed their salespeople to be more productive. Operations was more productive. They didn't sit there and have to do that huddle in the afternoons. Um, They were out selling more and then they were wowing their customer more because now they didn't have all the issues because things were visible to them. And they were able to you know, win more business because of that. 
Wow. Great stuff, folks, from Dennis Jackson. He is the owner of Work Solutions. Uh, so, Dennis, uh, let's talk about your podcast. Uh, yeah. Sounds interesting. Get, give us more details on that. Yeah, so there's a, another gentleman and I, um, and it's called WFH with two guys. The WFH stands for Working From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, Benny's in Denver. I'm in Nashville. And we just talk about small business experiences of, hey, I'm working in this work from home environment. Um, I talk about it more from a business process. Benny talks about it from a telecom technology viewpoint. We pull in guests that have, um, last week we had one on that is from an HR perspective, just talking about you know how you're going to deal with people working internally, people working externally. There's all kinds of challenges there. Um, and we just talk for about 20 to 30 minutes and put those podcasts out there of, What's it like working from home and how do you do it more productively? And to, why is it you decided to do a podcast? Benny and I talked together literally every week just to, we were kind of uh, advocates for each other. Mm-hmm. And one day we we're like, yeah, why don't we just start recording what we're talking about? <laughs> and we did and started sharing it and people were listening to it. So, awesome. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just two guys talking about what life is like from, um, working from home because as a small business owner, one of the biggest challenges is just having a reach to be able to talk to someone about things you just haven't even thought about. And so we just kind of bring up ideas and banter them around and hopefully can shed some light on challenges out there and connect people to other people that can help them do more business. That sounds great. Now, Dennis, talk about, I mean, you mentioned earlier about the kinds of companies you work with. I think you mentioned five to 50 employees kind of to, to start. I'm sure you usually there, you know, I'd say most of them are less than 10 to 20 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like I said, the best way for us to find someone is they're usually heavy users of Excel spreadsheets. Um, they want collaboration. They reporting is challenging they kind of know their workflow, but they may not have it well-defined. And industry-wise, um, like I said, construction, interior design is a big piece, logistics, manufacturing. We have several in the healthcare sector. I try to stay away from health data because of the HIPAA compliances. Right. But there's lots of things other, especially with COVID, we're working with several hospitals just tracking their inventory of um, face masks and coverings and all this kind of stuff just to help them um, keep on top of that. So, you know, and then we work with, like I said, construction companies. We have a large construction company here in Nashville. That they're using it. They're using it for after the construction is done, just the warranty issue. So we have different spins of what clients do with it. Um, we have several in the CBD world. So they're doing, it's the manufacturing side of the business. Mm-hmm. And so they're having to track, inventory and lots and where things are shipped to. And we can help you do that. One of our clients, if you watch HGTV, um, flip or flop, the guys that do the kitchen cabinets, we do all their inventory for all of their parts and pieces. And you think kitchen cabinets can't have that many pieces. They have 3,800 pieces that could go into a kitchen cabinet because of all the screws, hinges, knobs, all that kind of stuff. And, wow. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're watching that, that's one of our, our clients. Wow. Very cool. So uh, 
let's let's say that uh, a business owner is interested in what you your proposition is, uh, and uh, they want to be in touch. And we'll get to your contact information in a second. But uh, how does the conversation unfold, and what you know in terms of the first consultation? Yeah, yeah. You know, first off, usually, usually they'll they'll ask us, you know, what do we do, how we do it, because um, they're trying to uh, trying to figure out how this is going to fit into their world. Um, and, and we'll take them through some demos. We try to listen a lot on the front end to understand what their challenge is, what they're trying to solve for. And then we can show them some demos. Um, usually those demos, though, still, they don't quite get it. I'm going to be real honest because they don't see their world. They'll see someone else's world. And I'm always like interesting, but not real interesting. Mm. And so out of that, we'll try to get them to provide us some data or some information that we can build a real simple demo that has their information in it that they can then see how potentially this is going to look like. It's not going to be pretty at that point, but it's going to help them kind of get their heads around it. Then what we, our goal is to get with them on a true whiteboard session, which is complimentary because we have to do this. And that whiteboard session is usually 60 minutes to 90 minutes long. And that's where the client is telling us, um, like I said, what forms they use, what spreadsheets they use, how do they do things, um, how do they communicate, who are the players. We're They're, they're probably doing 90% of the talking, and we're doing a lot of documentation and writing. When we're done, um, we'll come back to them with a flow chart in a simple world so that they can understand it. Because, again, these are usually people that are very operational. They're not technology people. And so we'll put it so they can see it and they can understand it. We'll say, here's what we heard. And from there, then we can put a proposal together of what it would, you know, bring it to life um, and how we'd help them get there. That whole process can happen. Usually it takes about two to four weeks to go through that by the time, you know, they're and in there also we'll connect them to several of our clients because we'll figure out what they're trying to solve for. And we'll let them have conversations directly with someone that has done something very similar so they can hear, you know, what is the change management? What's it like? What's the involvement um, for us? Success. Usually we, we can kind of tell on the front end is that if the business owner and that they have one person internally, that's kind of that champion that's going to help push it. If you have those two players, we're 95% success rate. Um, if we don't have, if we have a business owner that just thinks, "Hey, I'm going to buy this tool and not be involved," the success rate goes way down because there's change involved here. Because you're talking about potentially some process changes that you need to make to make this more effective for yourself. Um, so it, it takes those players to be involved. Once they say go live, the build time is somewhere between six to eight weeks. We can go faster, but we know they have a full-time job they're doing. And so we need them to test and give feedback periodically. And so usually we say six to eight weeks. Um, and then we go right into the training with them and help them. Tra- we train two to three key people in their organization and then provide them with training materials and videos that then they can train the rest of their um, team. And then we're with you ongoing from there. So, um, and usually what we see, once you go live, we'll have lots of conversations and touch points, not for the first 90 days after about 90 days, magically, we don't usually hear from the clients. It's us more reaching out to them because they're rocking and rolling and they're, you know, it's working. And, uh, I'd say, you know, 
all my clients, as you talk to them, you're going to find that it's truly changed their world and made them more productive. Um, it's helped them through COVID in ways that they had no ideas that existed. And knowing the fact that we've got another peak going on right now and uncertainty of, are we going to be stuck at home again? And that kind of thing, you know, for the businesses that have this tool, they're rocking and rolling and all are doing great. Wow. Great work. Uh, from Dennis Jackson, you're, you're, uh, really, uh, providing a great service out there for businesses and we congratulate you for that. Uh, certainly, uh, Dennis, but let's, let's get to the most important question because I can't imagine <laughs> that folks having heard what you've had to say, uh, wouldn't want to be in touch. So let's tell them how they can do that. Yeah. So, um, one, you can go to our website, which is work solution. It's W O R X solution. There's no S.com. And the reason there's no S at the end, when I bought, started this company 10 years ago, that S was going to be an extra $2,500. So it's worksolution.com. Um, you can reach me at my phone. It's area code 615-336-7094. And you can reach us via email at Dennis J at worksolution.com. And let's real quick uh, remind everyone how they can find your podcast if they're interested. Yeah, so it's it's WFH with two guys. Sorry about that. My computer just dinged. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's WFH with two guys, which stands for working from home with two guys, and we're out there on all the different um, channels on podcast. Awesome. Dennis Jackson, folks. He is with Work Solutions. Uh, Dennis, this has been a pleasure. Thanks so much. John, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder, uh, speaking of where you can find a podcast, you can find this show on all the major podcast platforms. Nashville Business Radio is the search term. Here's my bold request. Go find the show and subscribe. But it get, yes, it gets bolder give us a five-star review. <laughs> now that's not about me. It's not about business radio X. It's about the great guests that we've had on this show. And we have in our guest pipeline, uh, guests like Dennis who do great work for their clients. We want them to be found and, uh, you supporting the show in that small way, uh, does help them to be found. So if you could do that, uh, for them, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Dennis Jackson, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Nashville Business Radio.